school for third year. And um, I had uh, I'd sent in five applications. I had already gotten four acceptances back, and I was like waiting on the fifth one, which is the one that I really wanted to do. And um, Tim called me the day that I got it back. So I got back my fifth acceptance for applicants. So I had like five options to intern. And Tim called me, and he was like, hey, I know this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but I think you should move to Champaign and intern in the college group. I think, like, God has big stuff for you here. And I was like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not moving there. <laughs> so he was like, well, come check out this conference. So I came and checked out the Todd White conference, had a really great time, went back, like, didn't think a second thing about it. And I sat down for about a week. They give you like a week of just kind of a lighter week to think about your what you're going to do next year. And so I sat down and just prayed that week to see what I was supposed to do. And zero peace about any internship opportunities. And I was like, God, I really don't know what to do. Like, these are all options. Tim, not even in my head. Like, that wasn't even an option. And uh, I'm just sitting there praying. And I'm just confused. I don't know what to do. I, I really want to do... The, the youth internship, I was going to intern in the youth group there. I was really excited about that one, but I also wanted to travel, so I wanted to intern for Chris Overstreet, who's the evangelism pastor at Bethel, and I was just really torn, like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't have any peace about this. Please give me some peace, and Tim called again. He was like, hey. It's a very persistent Juno. individual. Yeah. <laughs> he, called me, he called me little Juno, and he, he said, Juno, little Juno, um, the Lord told me you need to move to Champagne, <laughs> And I was like, you know what, Tim? It's probably not going to happen, to be real honest with you. <laughs> like, the only thing that I saw there was, like, a buffalo wild wings and a cornfield. <laughs> I'm not about that life, bro. <laughs> so um, long story short, I moved back home uh, for the summer after second year, and the Lord just put it on my heart to come to Champagne as odd as that may sound. And so I came uh, and started the internship, and then like a month later, they hired me to be the elementary director here um, in Kingdom Kids, in our children's program here at the church. It all kind of happened really fast, but the first day that I was here, I got here on Sunday, and the first Saturday that I came to a service here, I was sitting in the front row, and it was August 17th of 2013, and the service was about to start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the service I think it was, was it like the second week of August. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was, the, it was August 17th, 2013, and I was sitting in the front row, and one of my friends walked behind me and got my attention. I'm not going to tell you how because it was weird, but they got my attention. And uh, so I like turned around, and I saw her. It wasn't her that got my attention. It was someone else, and I saw her. She was wearing a blue jean shirt that had the shoulders cut out, and she has this really awesome cheetah print tattoo. Lots of brownie points. She does. Story. She does. She has a really awesome cheetah print tattoo on one of her shoulders, and I could see it through the shirt. And I was like, wow, she's super pretty. Uh, she's really pretty. And then, so being from Texas, like, it's like the Bible Belt. Like, my parents were, like, the most strict parents who've ever walked the face of the earth. Like, super duper conservative um, the second thought, so my first thought was, she's really pretty. The second thought was, my mom would, like, rip me limb from limb if I brought a girl with tattoos home. 
So that was actually the first time that I ever experienced fear in our relationship. <laughs> and I didn't even know her yet. So, um, yeah, so uh, we, we met, and then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you pick up from there. That's how we met, though. That, yeah. that is the first time we met. <laughs> yeah. So um, after we met, I mean, we, we met, we became friends, and, like, he was really awesome, and, and we hung out in, like, big groups, like I'm sure you guys do now, because um, we were both in the college group. And um, one day, I had a, the whole day off, and on my days off, I used to just, Sleep. yes, I, I'm legitimately the nap queen. I'm pretty sure I could outdo some of you nappers in here. Um, and so I would just like sit in my bed and I would pray and worship, read my Bible. And, um, naturally in the middle of this day, I fell asleep and, um, I had a dream about him and it was very significant. I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of detail, but, um, it was just, it was very vivid and beautiful. And so I immediately, like after I woke up, I, um, I messaged him and was like, Hey, I had this vision about you because I thought it would be weird <laughs> if I was like, hey, I'm dreaming about you, like, <laughs> you know, so, um, so I had this vision about you and, like, all this stuff, and um, he was like, wow, that's great, like, you know, I actually just got the same word from so-and-so, which was awesome because, well, it was from Hap, um, so that was, like, total confirmation for me that I wasn't just, like, some weirdo Crazy. dreaming about this guy, I don't even know. Um, and so after that, we just kind of started talking and like, I had I no, some opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, but for me, like it was, nothing was on my radar. Like we were just friends. Like, I just really wanted to share this with you because, you know, I felt like it would be really, um, important to you. So anyways, is that, did I miss anything? No. All right. So we had the dream yeah. and then we started talking. And then we started and then, talking and then, um. So it got serious-ish pretty quick. Not, not super quick, um, but we had a conversation right after we, right after we started, like, yeah. hanging out, like, and going on, I don't know if you call it, like, dating or going out or whatever. We were, like, going on a few dates, and uh, so I just, like, just, I had been single for three years, and I, I wasn't, like, actively pursuing, like, trying to be in a relationship or, like, looking for my soulmate or any, anything like that. I was just, I was at the point where I was really tired of, like, the dating game and, like, what it looked like, especially to be dating as a Christian. Like, it just, it just sucked. Like, there's so many rules, there's so many stipulations, there's all this baggage that you have to, like, carry around when you're dating as a Christian, or at least I thought. And so... <clears throat> like the whole time I was at Bethel, I never dated anyone. Um, I went to coffee with a few people and just like gauged interest, I guess, but uh, for lack of a better way to put it. But um, I mean, in Bethel, like they literally call it the school of supernatural dating. Like the founder of the school calls it that. And so like it was, it was like a miracle that I made it out of there alive. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, like, pretty much right away, even before we started dating, I was like, hey, I just sat her down, and I was like, hey, I feel like this is starting to get a little bit more on the serious side, and I just want you to know that I'm not going to date you unless marriage is the goal. So, 
if you're not comfortable with that, I totally get it. Um, it's pretty early in the relationship, so like if like it would it would suck, but like it wouldn't be like the end of the world if we if this was just too much. I just want you to like know where my heart is before we even like really do start to get serious. Um, and I think that kind of freaked her out a little bit. But I told her before, like right afterwards, I was like, I know that that's kind of like a big deal. So I want you to like take some time and go like think about it. So she did. And oh my God. I will I will never forget that moment because I felt like, gosh, if I say yes, does that mean like I'm saying yes to getting married? Like, well, well, I don't well, even I know. Did, I did preface it with like, <laughs> I'm not promising to marry you. Yes, yeah. Obviously, like but I'm, I'm still, not promising to marry you. I just want you to know, like, if we start the date, like, this is where I want mm -hmm. it to go. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like mess around and waste time. Like, it's been three years since I've been in a relationship. If I get into another one, I don't want it to just be to get to know you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, this is something I'll never forget. In my face, I mean. I think I tried to hide it a little bit by looking the other way. You did a terrible but job. But I was just like. Like, I tried to look out the window, like, pull it off, but I didn't do well, I guess. Um, but, no, it, I mean, that was heavy. Like, I had never I had never had anyone say that to me before. Like, I had never had anyone sit me down and, like, really tell me what their intentions were. I mean, in the past, it was all just like, oh, I think I like you. Like, let's be together. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, like, anything significant. And, uh, but this was, like, the real deal. And, I mean, it was, it was pretty attractive. I'm not going to lie. So, but, but I did take my time because it was, it was so heavy. And I didn't want to just say, okay, sure. You know? Um, and after, like, thinking and praying, and I was like, you know what? Like, like you're never going to know. You're never going to know if you don't just give it a try. And there's always a risk. And so um, I really liked him. He was amazing. Still is. Sorry, that was past tense. Um, <laughs> he still is, you know. And we just, it was so much fun just being with him. And I, I didn't want to think about, like, not being with him. So, um, so I, yeah, I just took a chance and was like, okay, like, we're going to do this. And it's going to take us where it's going to take us. And then we dated for a while. Well, before we get into that, <clears throat> so I thought that it would be a great oh, idea yes, because this is good. my parents are super old-fashioned, like I said, and conservative and strict and all that stuff. So I thought that like the, the, the best thing to do would be to go to her dad and ask for permission to date her. So I did. And whenever I got to her house, um, this was the second time that I ever experienced fear in a relationship, by the way. So I got to her, her dad's house, and I, like, knocked on the door, and he came to the door, and he was like, yes. It's like, um. And you guys had never met. No, we had never right. met. So yeah, I didn't, like, met before. I didn't know yeah, the guy from Adam. It was Adam. the first time meeting. I didn't know the guy from Adam. Like, it was, it was in, in hindsight, it probably wasn't the greatest choice. <laughs> but, but I, like, went to his house and knocked on his door, and he opened the door, and I was like, uh, uh, hi, Mr. Thompson. Um, my name's Austin Juno, and I like your daughter, and I would like to ask for your permission. This is like while I'm standing outside. <laughs> you you got to be able to run at this point, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, uh, I, I really like your daughter, and I would like to ask for your permission to date her. And uh, he was like, okay, well, um, come inside. So I like <laughs> foolishly 
walked in the front door and sat on the couch. He was like, grab a seat. I was like, okay. He's like, well, I trust my daughter's judgment. So, um, and this, this never struck me as odd until like a year ago, but um, your dad's like, I totally trust my daughter's judgment. But you had like really terrible relationships beforehand, so it's, that's, that's true. really great. That, that you is did very that. true. It's really great yeah. that you did that. Anyways, yeah. side note, moving on. <laughs> yes. Um. Which. Uh, anyway, so I'm sitting on the couch, and his dad's, <laughs> her dad's, like, "Hey, let's. Uh, I want to show you something. You're from Texas, right? Lexi's told me a little bit about you, but you're from Texas, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." So he's like, "Okay, well, come out here." So he takes me into the garage and opens his gun safe. And literally showed me all of his guns. Mm-hmm. Liter- like, sh- every one of them. We disassembled a few. It was like, it was, it, for real, it was like a country music song. Like, in real life. Yeah. It, was, it was horrible. It was the most horrible 45 minutes of my life. Okay. So, I asked her dad uh, for permission to date her. And then uh, he said yes. Long story short. Uh, and I was really excited, obviously, so I went to the store and bought a card and a dozen roses, and I went to her house because the, the door on her house was messed up, so yeah, she kind of ripped the door off. Long story there, too, but <laughs> it had nothing to do with me, <laughs> but um, so I went, and I was fixing the door, and I told her to go get a screwdriver out of my truck and I had like put the flowers in the back seat like with the screwdriver in the card and so she went and got the screwdriver in the card and the rest is history I guess yeah so I went and got the um screwdriver and I like again on my faces I guess it just my face tells stories and I remember just opening the truck and there was all the stuff and I was like that it was just like that too. Literally, I was like, "What do I say when I think about this stuff?" <laughs> and I was so scared. Like I, you know, I was like, "Okay, let's do this. I really like him, and you know, just take chances." And and then, like, when I was actually faced with it, I was like, "This is real. Like, this is real." And so, like, all the other stuff that happened the the couple weeks prior was like playing over and over in my head. And I was like, "Okay, Lord, you're gonna have to help me, but okay." And because, like he said, um, the relationships I had before were just really bad. And um, unfortunately, <clears throat> Austin is the only guy who has never um, cheated on me and or been with another girl behind my back and um, just done some really shady things. And so um, it's she part said of I'm the only one that hasn't. Just want to clarify that. <laughs> that will not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> will not. Yeah. yeah. And we're in another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I was scared um, because the last thing I wanted was to get my heart broken again, and um, I had very little hope in pretty much relationship stuff, but um, but I really felt the Lord, and, and so here we are. We did it, and um, that significant part after a while, Andrew, Okay. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we started dating. I said yes, and um, it was awesome. And after I don't know how long, maybe six, seven months, somewhere around there, um, I remember I came home from like a date night that we had been on, and um, I sat in the front of my apartment, and I just said, you know what, Lord, I 
I get kind of sassy with the Lord sometimes. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, I am not getting out of this car until I know if he is the right one. Because I really like him, but I'm not going to keep dating him if, like, this isn't going to progress into marriage. Like, I just don't want to give him the rest of my feelings and, like, really say, okay, like, I'm all in if this isn't it. And so I kid you not, I don't know how long I sat in that car, but I just sat and sat and sat and just waited for the Lord to tell me something. And I was like, I'm literally not taking another step in this relationship until you tell me what to do, until you tell me if this is right. Like, I don't, like, I want to answer right now. Um, Isn't that funny how we get like that with the Lord sometimes? Like, you don't tell me right now what I need to do. (laughs) Um. Anyways, and so I just immediately, the Lord said, um, well, Lex, like, if you don't take any steps in this relationship, how am I supposed to guide them? I was like, dang, I was not ready for that. (laughs) I was not. That was good. Um, And I was like, okay, all right. That that really spoke to my heart and gave me so much peace about our relationship. And um, so needless to say, I was like, all right. Here's my heart. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to worry about my heart getting broken. I'm trusting the Lord. Um, I trust the Lord's judgment, and I trust his relationship, Austin's relationship with the Lord. And we're going to do this thing. It's going to be awesome. Yep. So we, <laughs> that's what happened. True story. Um, Kyle Howard is just loving this right now. <laughs> um, so uh, we got engaged on November 29th, 2013, we started dating November 12th, sorry, 2014. And we got, um, we started, we started dating November 12th of 2013, and we got engaged November 29th of 2014. So, like, a year and two weeks later, we got engaged. Um, uh, do you guys want to hear the engagement story? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I figured I'd give you the option. I mean, you don't have to. It was uh-huh. great. Can I tell them about when you faked me out just like a couple of weeks before? Uh, sure. Okay. It was terrible. It was so terrible. Oh, my gosh. So, you I know. I just was just lying so hard. Oh, I He must have get it from all those siblings because he's so good at it. Anyways, so I don't remember. This was like a month before, you know. He's in the midst of planning this engagement. And in my head, I'm like, gosh, like. Like, I really, like, we've talked about marriage a couple of times. And, like, I know this is it. We're moving towards this. And, like, um, we had talked about, like, oh, like, I just don't know. Like, rings are expensive and all this stuff. And, like. I already had one. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. And um, so. <laughs> and already had it sized. Yeah. And, yeah, we had, uh, we even went to, like, a ring store. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to tell that story. That was also terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Anyways, so um, Austin's like, all right, well, you know, we're getting ready to go to Texas and to be with his family for Thanksgiving and, excuse me, and he was like, and uh, we're going to go on a date night, so make sure that you, like, bring something really nice. And I immediately like, call my mom. I'm like, mom, this is it. This is it. Like, I know he's going to propose. Like, this is going to be awesome. What should I wear? I'm texting my friend. Help me pick out a dress. Like, all this stuff. And what did my mom do? Oh, my gosh. She told him that I was thinking. I was so mad at her. But 
Because she was like, hey, I just want you to know, like, she's on to you. Like, she thinks she knows what's going on. So I just want you to know that. He was like, all right, it's fine. Like, I'll fix it. Boy, did he fix it. So we're talking. Fix the do good. And he was like, so your mom called me today. And I was like, okay. Which did not happen. What did she say? Well, she told me that you thought that I was going to propose. Like. You know, like, and he was like, I was like, okay. And he was like, Alex, I mean, he just like grabbed me. He was like, I'm so sorry. I feel a little bit bad. You should feel terrible. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's just, I just can't make that happen. Like, it's not going to happen for at least another two years. I was like, maybe a year and a half. No, he said two years. I remember this. Okay, and I was like, <sighs> just lost it. You know that ugly cry you get sometimes? That was me. Like, white t-shirt, that mascara. First, that was our first ugly sobbing. cry. And, it was bad. You know, and I mean, it was terrible. But at the same time, I was like, Lord, please help me, because I don't know if I can make it another two years. Like, okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. It was okay? not on our purity plan, <laughs> is what she's trying <laughs> to say. Two years was not on our purity plan. Okay, anyways, we're going to skip past that part for later. Uh, yeah, you asked me about this later. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, but it was, I mean, it, I was so upset. And I was like, all right, okay, but like the Lord said, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep trusting that he's going to guide my steps. And, and we got to Texas and... Um, the whole story, but he had me straight fooled. I had no idea. Okay, go ahead. So one of my dad's friends owns a really awesome restaurant on the lake where my parents have a lake house. And uh, it's like like the, the patio like sits out and you like, like look over the lake. It's really awesome. And- uh, <clears throat> Is that it right there? Up there? No, that's the no. lake house. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. That's where we got married. I know, You're, I know. Okay, so um, anyways, we're so I took her to this restaurant, and um, it didn't open until 5 p.m. Like they only served dinner, and and I knew I knew this, I knew this, and uh, so I told her that the reservation was for 4:30, and uh, so we got there at 4:30, and I was like, hey, they don't actually open for another 30 minutes, or the we were actually sitting in the foyer. Guys, the, he was sweating so bad. I was sweating bullets. I thought he was sick. It's <coughs> like, are you okay? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. Wrong. It's like we probably should just go outside. So the the guy the guy was like, hey, we're fixing you guys a table. We're so sorry. Like we, I don't know how we got you guys on the books for 4:30. We don't open till five. It's kind of weird. We were like, it's no big deal. We'll just walk down. There's like a big like dock shaped in a T that you can like walk down and like sit, and it's really pretty. So Meanwhile, other people are coming <coughs> in and going and sitting down. Yeah, to like eat. so we're walking down and and yeah, there's like people like going in like into the bar area and she's like starting to get a little bit like confused and so I like rushed her outside basically. Well, there's also like a hill back behind like next to the restaurant that's like back behind and our family was like gathering behind the hill. Like I have 10 siblings Three of my siblings are married. They have kids. Like, I have cousins and aunts and uncles. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, there was close to a billion people there. <laughs> Her family was there. Um, and so my parents, my parents live on the lake. 
and, or have a lake house. And so we've got some boats and we walk down to the end of the dock. And as we get to the end of the dock, there's three boats that like drive by or start driving, driving by. And the first one had a banner in it and they like let it go and it like flew up and it said, Hey Lex. And the second one said, will you? And the third one said, marry me or it said marry me and then the the fourth boat that came in was her dad and my dad in the boat and then it said yeah, the last one my, like my I, parents flew in we flew her dad in and your mom drove um and uh her dad drove up in the last boat and the last boat said please like you know on a little banner he was like holding it which was i don't know how i got him to do that but <laughs> it worked um so he was, like, holding the last one, and so when she was, like, trying to figure out what was going on, I, like... Yeah, they were, like, honking. They were, like, honking. At she's, first, like, looking. Like, is someone drowning? Yeah, like she's, that. like... <laughs> <laughs> True story. She's, yeah. like, what is happening? So while she was, like, lost in the confusion, I stepped back behind her and, like, got down on a knee, and then when she turned around, she started bawling. Second ugly cry. <laughs> I tried really hard to, like, control work. my face. It didn't work. For pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, so surreal. That's how so we got surreal. engaged. Yeah. And that's our story. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we got married five months later. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, so Ryan asked me to share just a little bit about how I feel about marriage. Uh, not yet. Not yet. We're not doing that until questions. Getting ahead right. of it. Yeah. She's really excited about something. You'll figure it out in a minute. Okay. So there's this, uh, there's, this, there's this piece of scripture in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 18, chapter 22. And it says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. And the, the thing that I find that's so significant about this scripture, at least for me in my life, is that when I first met Lex, one of the things that I noticed about her is that, and I didn't tell you guys this part of the story uh, on purpose, is that she was wearing a ring. She's actually wearing it on her right hand tonight. But she was wearing a ring when I first met her. But she was wearing it on her on her wedding ring finger, or on the ring finger, and I thought that it was. A, I was like, oh, like that's that's cool. Like, so I first met her, thought she was really pretty, liked her tattoo, and then noticed that she had a ring, and I was like, oh, she's married, or at least she's engaged. No big deal. We live in, you know, we win some, you lose some, um, <clears throat> and so like, but we started hanging out like in the college group with our groups of friends, and like there was never a guy with her. So I asked one of our friends, uh, his name was Russ, <laughs> Bibbles. Some of you guys know Bibbles. Um, so I asked Russ, I was like, hey, like, what's the deal with Lex? She's wearing this ring, but there's never a guy. Like, that's kind of weird, right? And he was like, well, actually, I think she got out of a bad relationship, and she's, like, not interested in dating. So she's wearing this ring because she's married to Jesus, and she figured that if a guy was interested enough, he would find out whether or not she was single. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I literally don't know. <laughs> I had no idea how Russ knew that, but he knew. And he was right too. He didn't just like make it up. It was, it was spot on. So it, randomly enough, maybe he had already asked. No, no, that didn't happen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. So, I noticed that this that she was wearing this ring, and, and this verse says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. But what that scripture doesn't say 
is that he who finds a wife or he who finds a girl that he think is, thinks is attractive, who he ultimately asks to go on some dates and he ultimately like gets to know a little bit better and buys a ring for her and then asks her to marry him. And then after he asks her to marry him, like a couple of months later or a year later or two years later, they get married and then she becomes his wife. That scripture says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. So what I want to point out is that Lexi wasn't just my wife when I married her. She was my wife. She was a wife when I met her. She was my wife when I, or she was a wife when I found her. She wasn't my wife until I married her. And so where I think most people get confused or, or tripped up when it comes to this is being a wife or a husband, husband has nothing to do with the presence of a ring, but it has everything to do with the presence of your character. So when I met Lex, the thing that attracted me to her so much wasn't the fact that she had awesome tattoos or she had a great personality or when she smiled, it lights up the whole, when she smiles, it lights up the whole room. That wasn't what attracted me to her whenever I met her. What attracted me to her whenever I met her is that she was living like a wife. She was living like what I was looking for before I even knew that I needed it. And so too many, too many people, we, we want to be married, but we get caught up in the spirit of like, I call it like the girlfriend spirit. And I don't mean that you have to buy a ring and, and wear it around and act like you're married. It does work. I do want to point that out. It does work, obviously. But <clears throat> you don't have to do that. But what I do mean is that if you're looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with, if you're looking to be someone's wife, then you can't be giving wife benefits to, to a guy that's not going to wife you because he's still a boy. <laughs> the thing that, like, like I said, the thing that drew me to her wasn't that the tattoos or the personality or any of those things. It was the fact that she was carrying herself like she was already taken. So, Ryan, you can start making your way up. I'm about to be done. But I, 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 I'm going to finish quick. But basically what I'm getting at is that, like, you can't be giving yourself away to someone who's not going to be able to give you what you're looking for because they're not ready yet. Until you're ready, you're never going to find someone who's ready. And, like, I, I can't put it any more simply than this. Boys are going to play games, but husbands make commitments. The thing that the thing is, is that if you're looking to receive the gift of marriage sooner rather than later, I could promise you this. If you carry yourself like a girlfriend, boys will play with you. But if you carry yourself like a wife, your husband will find you. It's so easy to get caught up in the, I've been single for so long and I've been looking for so long or why can't the right person just find me? Like, some of you guys may have been single longer than three years. But even though I wasn't looking, it felt like an eternity. 
But I'm so thankful that God made me wait to find her until I was ready. Because I had, if I had found her before I was ready or if I had found her before she was ready, it wouldn't have worked. We wouldn't be where we are. So I want to encourage you, like, take some time. Look at yourself. Ask God, are you living in the spirit of girlfriend? Are you living in the spirit of boyfriend? Because you'll never find your husband until you are a wife. And you'll never find your wife until you are a husband. Can we give it up for them? Man, that's deep. Dude, that's that's some deep revelation, man. Thanks for sharing, guys. I feel like you're so far away. You want me to scoot closer? Yeah, let's scoot right, closer. Let's scoot a little closer. Oh, is that too okay, close? We're all scared. <laughs> we're all scared. <laughs> well, you know, so we, um, the leadership team on Sunday, we came up with. Uh, I said, hey guys, we're gonna think of a couple questions to ask them, right? And they may have thought of like 35. So don't worry, we're not gonna ask yeah. all of them tonight. Um, but we thought they thought of some cool questions. Um, but, you know, this is the real stuff. We want to be real here. So I'm just going to ask each of you a question just to break the ice a little bit. If you guys don't know, Lexi is a CrossFit trainer. She trains a couple guys in here right now, Kundai, Pralav, Austin. So out of being real, Lexi, who's the toughest dude here? That uh, Who's the best one? Yeah, you got to put me on the spot. There's Pralav. Good luck. Hey, but for... There, there better, be me. better be me. It better be me. It better be you, okay, right? Okay, awesome. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. You guys are all great. You all put in the work. Hey, okay. Lexi, just give you a plug. Where do you train at? Where are you a coach at? Right down the street. Which way are we? Uh, direction? This way? This way, yeah. It's right down the street at Illini CrossFit. If you guys sweet, sweet. Come she's awesome. Out. There's lots of vineyard people there trying to pull them yeah. all in. And Austin, out of just being truthful, who's a better golfer, you or Kyle Howard? Kyle, oh. for sure. <laughs> Supposed to say you. I'm only beat him once. I'm only beat him once. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Is there? You're a better baseball player. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't hit himself out of a wet paper sack. Baseball. Baseball. Cool. Well, all right. Well, on the essence of being real, right? This is real stuff. How many days a week do you guys have sex? A lot. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> Eric Diaz, oh. did you plan this? <laughs> I thought that would be fun. Break you, the ice you, a I'll bit. let you answer this I one. almost just sang it. Did I answer I this one? You, um, you guys, it's like a roller coaster a little bit. Like, Whoa, what is? So, what are we talking about all right. here? <laughs> okay, that too. That too, you know? Whoa. That too. <laughs> Okay. How, on the how real red though. am I right now? Okay, I'm going to finish. I'm just going to I'm going to take this one like That's right, not on the Insta story. We're not it? talking about roller coasters right now. Please I do not Snapchat that. Okay. I have middle schoolers that follow oh. us, okay? All right. Well, it's different. I mean, like sometimes like we have weeks where we don't and then we have weeks where we do. So it just kind of depends. In all fairness, the weeks that we don't is like once or twice. That's true. The weeks that we do is, like, much better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So is that, though, in all, in all seriousness, is that something, like, 
how often do you guys talk about sex being married? Like, because I know, you know, there's a stigma of like, oh, you can't talk about sex. And obviously when you're dating, you know, hopefully we're all like, hey, you know, that's not something we're, we're doing or thinking a ton about. But how open or how normal is it to talk about it when you're married? Um, do you mean like in our relationship or like in our relationship as well as with our friends or? Yeah, like in your guys' relationship. So in our relationship, we talk about it all the time. So, yeah, like all We're the time. very open. <laughs> like like uh, every day when you're eating Captain Crunch in the morning or? Sometimes. You know? <laughs> I mean, like the thing, like there's a lot of people that like plan sex, you know, like they like schedule it throughout the week, like. There's like multi. I know multiple. Like you put it in your like like in your calendar. Like it literally says like one hour time slot or. Oh, is that how long it takes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna answer that. I've already been shunned for some other stuff I've been saying. So. (laughs) This is the real stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You can ask me that question later. (laughs) We're gonna cut that off of the podcast, but. (laughs) All right, moving on. So you talk about it a lot, okay. <laughs> He's so red. Um, <laughs> real recognizes real. Uh, did you ever question that they were the person for you? And in all honesty, do you ever question that still now once in a while? I think when we were dating, I questioned it a lot just because it's a question that you're asking yourself. Like, when this happens, okay, how does that feel? Um, is is this, like, if that's the way that this is going to continue to be, is this what I want to, like, pursue for the rest of my life? So I think you're, like, constantly asking yourself that over and over again. Once you make that decision, like, this is the person that I want to be with, like, bar none, like, this is my person. Um, I think that, like, for me at least, I don't I don't actually ask myself that question, but it pops into my head a lot. And I think that that's because, like, we do have, like, like Satan actually does have, like, this intentional purpose to, like, cause divorce and cause rifts in, in relationships and tries to make us miserable, as miserable as possible. And so, like, when something that she does, like, bothers me or something like that, yeah, there are times whenever that thought pops into my head, but that that thought is, like, I make it, I'm very intentional, uh, intentional about captivating that thought. Mm-hmm and like getting rid of it because like even if even if I did feel that way in that moment like I made a covenant I made a choice like I said through the good times and the bad like sickness and in health so like I made that choice those are my words and like this ring proves it Mm -hmm. so as frustrated as we get at each other from time to time uh like it doesn't matter if, if to, me, to me, I don't think it should matter if you have that thought or if you still feel that way because bottom line, like, you made a choice. I made a choice, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and, um, the, I mean, obviously the enemy comes and just gives you all of these thoughts, and he does it to me, too. Um, and, it, I mean, it's just what you do with that thought, and he'll come and he'll lie and say, it's just real easy. It's just real easy to leave, right? It's not going to take that much. You just get your stuff and go but it's just captivating captivating that and you it's not that easy you know you lay your life down for this person and that's really what it is through the good and the bad and it might be easy but there's no point there's no point and there's no significance in 
you know, doubting or leaving. It's just not, you know. So you kind of have to take that off the table. Yeah. Um, if you leave it on the table, it's always an option. But yeah. if you take it off the table, then it's just, it's just not there. I know a little bit of both of your stories, um, and maybe for someone who has a similar story with you, to you, Lex, um, growing up with a family, you know, I, I, I had the same, a similar story where my parents weren't together, right, divorce. Um, how do you break that chain of divorce in families and not let that impact maybe the doubts that you have in your own marriage? So um, just a quick little backstory. So my mom... Um, had me very young, and um, my dad. My dad was definitely ready. He was older than my mom, um, but my mom was not. She was 18, and um, by the time that she was um, 21, she kind of got crazy and realized, like, oh, like I never really got to like live my life because I was, you know, raising this little girl. And not that she didn't love me, but. Um, she wanted her time to go do whatever she wanted and um, definitely wasn't um, really hanging on to that covenant that her and my dad made and uh, made lots of bad decisions, come home late from the bars. And, like, I remember, like, she would come and kiss me before she went to bed and you could just smell, like, um, like the alcohol and cigarettes. And, and so it was just, it was a bad deal for a while, and, you know, I never really saw my parents be affectionate ever. I don't think I ever remember them kissing, um, and, you know, ultimately, they got divorced, and I found out when I was probably about 14 years old that my mom had been um, having an affair, and it, you know, it was devastating for me, and, um, you know, my, my dad and I got really close, and my mom and I definitely distance ourselves um, from each other, and praise God, she is my best friend now. We talk all the time, and it's amazing. Um, but at the same time, like when Austin and I got in this serious relationship, it was almost like I don't know what to do with this. I've never seen this before. I like, you know, I have my grandparents who've been together since they were like 15 years old, but. Like, I just really don't know what I'm doing. And honestly, it's hard. Like, I have had to, like, really pray and ask the Lord so many times, like, what do I do with this? And I think that's part of the reason why, like, the enemy comes at me so hard. Like, well, it's really easy to just leave. It's really easy to just quit. Like, your parents did it, and you can just do it too, you know? But, but that's not what I want for my life. That's not what I want for my children, um, and so <clears throat> it's, it's easy to kind of just fall into that, but like Austin said, like you just make that commitment and no matter what, like, I don't care what's going on. Like, that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's not going to be my life and that's not going to be my, my children's life. So we just, you just got to take it off the table. I think there's just that principle applies really well. And Austin, you you have parents that are still together, but how did you s not let the good things and the bad things that you saw growing up um, kind of dictate your marriage with Lex? Yeah, so uh, my my parents, like I said before, kind of jokingly, they were super strict, um, and they've since kind of like loosened up a little bit. And, and I think the reason for that is because how hard 
my the older siblings, me, my my two oldest sisters, and my, actually my three oldest sisters have like tried to buck the system um, that they've tried to put in place. Uh, we just we just we just were so like always in conflict and always just battling about things that were really insignificant that they just had really hard views on. And it, it honestly caused a lot of like tension and division between like my relationship and my parents. Like they, I know that they loved me. I never doubted that they loved me. Uh, but the way that they chose to parent me in such a strict way felt made me feel like I wasn't trusted. And because I felt like I wasn't trusted, um, it, it was kind of easy for me to like act out and and do things that I knew I was better than because like they don't trust me. They already are expecting me to make these bad choices anyway, so I might as well make them. At least I'll have a good time while I'm doing it. And um, so I, I grew up that that way. I grew up in a constant state of like always having to defy my parents at every turn. It seemed like and. Um, I always had a strained, an extremely strained relationship with my parents. Um, like I said before, like I knew that they loved me. I knew that they cared about me. I knew that they would always, they'll always be there for me. But the the fact that, that they were so strict in those times and making me feel so like untrust, not trustworthy, it, it caused a lot of friction and a lot of tension. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I learned growing up. Like I learned so many great things about how to parent from my parents. Like how to care and, and like how like wanting to be part of the, my life but also like I learned how it makes it made me feel when they didn't trust me and so like giving my kids the opportunity to make mistakes even if they do is going to be a huge part of our marriage yeah. and, that, and yeah. our parenting style yeah. and that stems from how you guys are showing that trust to each other now right so how do you guys um, deal with conflict when or maybe when that comes up where maybe you're starting to feel like you can't trust each other or something happens? How do you deal with conflict now and how do you plan to deal with conflict like later when you have kids? Uh, it's hard, guys. It's so hard. Um, like, I think there's another question in there later on, but. I honestly never thought before we got married that we would fight. I, I literally never. I was like, oh, it's going to be great. Like, it'll be fine. It won't be that big of a deal. But, I mean, like, it's real. Like, we do fight. And, um, and it, really, it really sucks. And so dealing with it is really hard because you want to be so selfish. You really do. Like, I'm right. I know I'm right. I say that in my head the whole time we're arguing. Um, and I'm sure he's doing Me the too. same thing. That's As right. I am. Okay. So I am right, though. This is how we deal with conflict in public. I ignore it. Um, <laughs> so, um, but really, you have to force yourself to not be selfish and think, okay, why is he so upset? Why am I truly upset? Am I upset because I wanted him to do something because I did want him to do something? Or am I upset because I had an expectation that went unmet? So dealing with it, I guess, is more so just almost humbling yourself and really thinking about the root of the situation 
and having a conversation as opposed to a yelling match. So. Oh, and in public, if it happens in public, I, literally, I just am like, <laughs> and that's it. We she talk does. about True it story. later. <laughs> she's, she's literally like. I just smile. But, and then we talk about yeah. it later. So. so I know we definitely have, uh, you know, a handful of people in relationships here um, that hopefully those relationships are, you know, going to marriage or, and probably a lot of people that want to be in a relationship that's going to marriage. If you guys could go back in time and give yourself advice for when you guys were dating or even engaged, what advice would that be? Sorry, I'm going off script a little bit. Doing real stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. dude. Um, geez, that's a tough one. It's <clears throat> like just just be real with it. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many conversations that we like tiptoed around, or that we really didn't have when we were dating, and there are going to be things that like bother you when you're dating. And I'm telling you right now, the things that bother you when you're dating. Like, this person is putting on, like, they're, they're at, like, 100. Like, for real. Like, literally, like, they are at the top of their game. Every time you see them, like, girls have makeup on. The, I mean, like, guys actually, like, put on clean underwear. Like, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, like these people are, like, like this, is, this is my 100% right now. Every time you're with them. Like every time you see them, it's the it's the best game you've got because you're dating, because you're trying to make an impression, because you're trying to impress them. And like the things that bother you then about that person, like that's their best. <laughs> Think about that. Like like it's the real. things that bother you it's then, real. imagine how bad they're going to bother you whenever it feels like they, it smells like they ate a dead animal <laughs> with their breath. Okay? Like... Imagine how bad that thing is going to bother you. Like, seriously, just be real. So you're saying brush your teeth. (laughs) Like, yes, Yes. please brush your teeth. Yes. Thank you, Ryan, for pointing that out. No, like, just be real with it. Like, if if you don't, like, just be real in in the times in, in your relationship that, like, something does bother you, the, like, having a small, difficult conversation then is so much better than having a giant explosion later. Like, like, and you can't get out of that explosion later. Like, like if you're like, we were living in a one-bedroom apartment when we got married. Like, there's nowhere to hide. Like, when you're pissed off, like, you're right there. Like, there's nowhere to go. So I tried, like, too. She and, but it was silly because, like, you can still hear them, and it's like, I wasn't trying to shut the door. Like, I can't get away from you. <laughs> so you're saying get everything out in the open yeah, while you're dating be because just be open you're going to, yeah. yeah that, that sets a standard for when you're married, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Lex, yeah. do you have anything you'd go back in time and tell yourself? Man, I, that's so good. I, I mean, I think I would just kind of go with that and, and say, like, if there's any, like, red flags or anything that really does bother you like you've got to say something and not only do you need to say something to them but you also need to have that conversation with yourself like is this okay with me like don't ignore it I mean don't be afraid to ask like is this a deal breaker 
Because this, I mean, this is forever. Yeah. Like, this is not something to be like, oh, I'm just going to let him do this. It's fine. Because later on, you're going to wish so bad that you had said, hey, that's not okay. I'm not okay with that. Or, you know, this is how I am. This is blah, blah, blah. You're going to wish that you'd done that. So um, you just need to be, like, almost brutally honest and open with that person. Yeah. Well, just a couple more because um, we, we are going a little later. But um, when you guys were dating, and especially when you knew you were going to get married or wanted to, like you guys knew, were you ever tempted to have sex because you're like, oh, well, I'm going to marry this person anyways? Um, and if you guys were or if you did, I, you know, whatever you guys want to share, um, what advice would you share, you know, for others who, who are maybe in that boat, who maybe have or haven't? Don't. That is my advice. So you were tempted, though. Oh my gosh! Every day. I mean, Every I, day. I, I, I'm just gonna be <laughs> real honest with you right now. Like, yes, the most attractive thing to me about her was that she carried herself like she was already taken, but she's also very hot. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it was really hard. Yeah, it was really hard. Uh, but don't. Um, just both of us having been in relationships before we were in this one where that was like part of our relationships, um, you know the damage that it brings. And you know the devastation like if it were not to work out. Like yeah, you get you got engaged, but people get engaged all the time. But why does it matter if they're gonna get married? Do you want to do that one? I'm pushing buttons. No, 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 no. no. This it's is fine. great. No, this it's is good. really it's great. Good. This is this is so important. Like, I mean, that is totally the enemy, guys. I'm just gonna flat out say it. Like, do not let the enemy tell you it's fine. You guys are gonna get married anyway, because if you slip up when you get to the night after you've got after you got married, the first thing you're gonna think is. Like, I totally could have waited, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's so hard. Like, there's so many times that I left his house crying, honestly, because I was just so, like, frustrated. And I did ask that question, like, why does it even matter? Because it's hard to justify to yourself why it even matters if you're just going to get married anyway. But th the fact of the matter is that it, it does matter. Like, you're, you're not in that covenant yet. You don't know what's going to happen. It could tear your, tear your relationship apart. And that's the last thing you want to do is tear your relationship apart when you're three months away, four months away from one month away from getting married, you know? Like, it's just, it's totally just not worth it. Anyways, it's I'm the sorry, best, I'm going long no, here. It's, but. it's the best no you'll ever say. What would you say to anyone in a relationship right now who have had sex with their boyfriend or girlfriend? Uh, stuff happens. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, for real. Um, but, like, it, it's not too late to, like, start fresh. Mm -hmm. So, like, if the, person is, if the person is as important to you as you say they are, this goes back to, like, that whole selfishness thing. Like, we're so inherently selfish. Mm -hmm. And if that person to, is, is as important to you as you are claiming that they are, then it's worth starting over yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and also, 
it's really good, believe it or not, it is really good practice for marriage because if you think that waiting is this big sacrifice, once you get married, like there's some things that are that are so difficult that I'm like, man, sometimes I wonder if that was easier than what what we're doing right now, what we're trying to figure out right now, what we're going through um, together right now. And so that you guys pushing through that as a couple, that's going to be your first difficult battle of, of many difficult battles. And if you, like, if you can make it through that, you can. Make oh, it my anything. gosh. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, like for real. But again, yeah, going back to that question, if uh, you guys I mean, we are human. It, it really does. Stuff happens. And the Lord is never going to not bless your marriage or look terrible at you like you're some horrible person he knows he knows how much we struggle and yeah just start fresh don't worry about it and try again yeah you're saying that it's redeemable but also Absolutely. choose to fight for it yeah. right because yeah. it, w- it will yeah. matter if it if it, if there's any way possible to avoid it yeah. run yeah. yeah 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 cool so last question um you know for anyone who wants who, who's dating who's engaged, and one couple that is married, um, anyone who wants to be married, what, I'd love to hear from both of you, what advice, what's one thing you want them to walk away with? What's one thing that you can share and that you guys have learned? Like, like in marriage? Like, yeah, in preparation, you know, we only have one couple who are actually married, but um, even then, they're learning, they're growing. Uh, What's one thing that we can all walk away with to, to prepare ourselves, I guess? Uh, I think, I mean, it's kind of like cliche and everybody says it, but like, don't go to bed angry. Like number one, I'll, I'll give you a couple, but number one, don't go to bed angry. Um, there are so many other better uses of your energy than being mad at your partner. Like the bottom line is, is that no one has your back like they do. And like, I mean, if you really think about it, or whenever I really think about it, the things that we're actually mad about, on a like, on a regular basis, like if when we get when we get into a tiff or an actual argument, or we're frustrated at each other about something, it's so irrelevant. Like in the grand scheme of things, why make yourself miserable by going to bed angry, waking up angry, and going the next day being angry? It's just not worth it. So like. I know that like everybody in this room has probably heard that, but it couldn't be more true. And and yeah, it's not to say that like we haven't gone to bed angry because like. So like in the single, like those of us who are single, how do you practice being that husband right now or that wife right now? So it's honestly, it's a difficult question because just like with the day to day, there's a lot of stuff that, like you just can't prepare for, unfortunately. As much as I wish I could sit up here and say, do this, do that, do this, do that, like I can't because there's going to be so many different things that you guys go through um, together as a couple. But just in being single, really, guys, work on that relationship with the Lord. Seriously, like make him your everything. Like if there is anything else that I, I mean, that's it. That's, that's the one thing. And like, I mean, like Austin said, this is probably cliche. I feel like, you know, that's kind of what, work on it with the Lord. But it's so true, guys. Like when I decided 
to just like be married to Jesus, that was probably one of the best decisions I had ever made in my entire life. Like other than other than marrying Austin, obviously, but <laughs> um, but just like just having that strong relationship so that when I did get into a relationship, I knew who the Lord was. I knew who I was and um, I knew that he was going to be there for me through whatever we went through. So work on your relationship with the Lord and um, don't be so quick to hop into um, a relationship before, you know, like you're, like you're ready to. Yeah. Um, I think that if, if you can't have, if your relationship with God ever becomes secondary in your yeah. dating life, yeah. you're in for a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, if your relationship with God ever becomes secondary in in your dating life, I'm not I'm not saying like yeah break up with that person, but you, it, I would I would implore you to reevaluate your priorities. Be, go ahead. How do you maintain that as you're as you're married? Our relationship with God. Yeah, because and also your relationship with each other, right? Because yeah. she's your wife. You you know, better for worse, you give up your life for that person. But how do you also keep God first in that? Um, it, it's I'm gonna be honest. It's it's a little bit more difficult in different ways. Like when you're in a relationship with, like when you have your relationship with God and you're dating, like you're apart from each other a lot. It's the difficult, but it's difficult to not be thinking about them all the time. Like when you're in that in that like dating relationship, but when you're married, like they're there all the time. So, like finding ways to like carve out time. I think for us, it's a little bit different. Like for you and I, just because like we, we are pastors, and I actually like plan it into part of my day. To, like in the morning, I get here early so that I can spend time with the Lord. Um, and so I like carve time out of my day every day to spend time with God, but like for people that don't like choose to do ministry like as a like as a life calling like I can't imagine how difficult it would be to like be intentional about cultivating your relationship with God but I also like while I can't imagine how difficult it, it would be I can't express how important it it is so Lex what about you Yeah so I am that person that Austin was just talking about um it's it is really hard because when you're trying to go to work and you guys, I'm sure a lot of you are students, um, go to work, go to school, and now be a wife and um, try a to... A firm mom. What? Firm oh, mom. Yeah, we have a little dog. Um, and take care of him. He's the best. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, you do get jumbled up in everything. And, like, it takes a lot for me to... And some days, guys, I miss it. You know, and I'm like, oh, shoot. And so I'm, like, in my car, like, worshiping or whatever. Uh-huh. But because, um, you know, if we, one day when we have kids, like, I'm really not going to have time then if I think I don't have time now. So you got to make it. You just got to make that time, whether it's in the car, whether it's while you're doing dishes or, you know, doing the laundry or whatever. You just got to make that time. So you're saying it's important to have that individual time with God, even though you guys are one now because you're married, and also that time with God with each other. You just can't have one or the other. Both are important. Yeah. yeah. Well, because half the time I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have the Lord. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lord, how do I tell yeah. him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> how do I tell him this? That's awesome. Yeah.
Well, hey, thank you so much. We give it up for them. Um, I think, you know, just as, as someone who's in a relationship but, you know, still single, I'm not married, I think just, man, hit me so hard. Be a husband now. I'm a husband now because I am married to God. And when you get married to that person, it's a marriage of three. So you're right. We are all married right now. We have Jesus in our hearts and our lives. And so that's just so inspiring to me, guys. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for, for being here with us. Cool. Well, let's give it up for them, guys, one more time. All right. Well, I'm going to call the worship band up. And uh, that went a little longer than expected, but I'm glad it's encounter night.
there's times and seasons for that, but sometimes we just gotta be still. And I think when we're all married one day, you know, it's good to do things with our spouse, but sometimes it's just being still with them. It's the same thing with God. So we're gonna kinda close the night in the band. We're still gonna think linger here for a little bit. So if you're in a place with the Lord, we bless that. But I felt like the Lord highlighted David and Anna, and they've been so special in this ministry. They were last year and are still a big part of it today and they're married and we're talking about the gift of marriage and I just felt like as we kind of close out they could share something that God's taught them in this couple months of being married.
Well, they're going to be here for about 15 more minutes. And if you guys need prayer, want prayer, they'll be hanging out in the back. So we have about 15 more minutes. Um, the pizza is here, but the band's going to keep going. I just, I just feel like there is something about, do you believe that he's never going to let you down? Do you believe that he's never going to let you down no matter what you've done, no matter where you're at? That he is a good tomorrow for you. So let him meet you in that space. In this season of thanksgiving, let us be reminded and thankful for him always being there, him always meeting us where we're at. So bless you guys. Feel free to stay. Feel free to go. And I will see you when we get back from Thanksgiving. Remember, he's never going to let you down.
Turn your face, you are. 